Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is... Justin. Welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, friendship, and fitness as a whole. We're recording in person, which we haven't done in probably three to four weeks. Oh my gosh, it has been so long, Justin. So my family, as you know, my mom's side is from West Virginia. My dad is from Wisconsin. So Kim started off today offline talking about something that I know my West Virginia relatives, because I do know that my grandmother, this happened once, I'm going to set this up here, and then I want to hear your story. So one time I was at my grandma's house, okay? And she's born and bred. She's one of, I think, nine or 10. Anyways, one day we're sitting at her house and she just goes, oh, I don't know. And runs to the bathroom. And I'm like, Grandma, what? We're all, and she just like leaves. And my mom is like, Don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? what just happened? Anyways, she wore, she had her front was a bridge. And I don't really know how they work, but anyways, it like came undone a bridge. So like her two front teeth, like just fell out randomly and like the whole setup and everything inside there. And she comes back <laughs> seeing her and I couldn't stop laughing. And I felt so bad because to see your grandma missing two front teeth that <laughs> you've never seen a person missing teeth. They've always had teeth. And she comes back and she's like, oh, grandpa, and she can't talk right, you know, because she's missing her front teeth. Oh God, it made me laugh. And so part of what this conversation is going to be about is weird practice that happens to us that we don't like to talk about, but we all know it happens. Okay. And so I've told you a story very briefly here, and I'll give you some personal stuff after this, but Kim dropped a total bomb on us today. That was so funny. And she brought it up so nonchalant. Please tell us. So, okay. I have uh, what I call a snaggle tooth. I had a filling in it and well, I was eating something and it came out, the filling did. And I was like, Ooh, I don't, that's not supposed to happen that way. I have been putting it off for years. The dentist said, you know, if it's not bothering you, it's fine. It's not rubbing on anything. It's not decaying. Then I guess I set it up for failure and I was chewing on something and well, a sliver of my tooth came out. Hang on, I was going to pause there for a second because I want to catch her audience up here for a second. She delivered it more dryly before because she was basically like, yeah, a piece of my tooth fell off. And I was like, what? If it was me, I would have freaked out. I would have called the dentist. I don't care. Midnight. And you're just like, I think I need to get that fixed. So to, <laughs> just this is so unbelievably awesome. To me. You are such a diva. Hang on. Is that so, a diva thing to do? If it, Hang on. I want to open this to our audience really quickly here. Please, as you're writing this, please reach out to us via social media on what your thoughts are. If a piece of your tooth falls off, are you being a diva wanting to go to the dentist right away. I'd love to hear. When you say a piece of my tooth, it wasn't like a huge chunk. It was literally, it was like a sliver. But hang on, Kim, it's not the size of the sliver. It's the a piece of your tooth came off. I can't, you are, you're much more stoic about this than I am. Please continue. You're being just extremely dramatic about it all. (laughs) Because I'm just blown away. I mean, it's your tooth, Kim. Okay, but... Like I had already been dealing with this for years. I knew I was going to have to get it fixed eventually. Well, that eventually happened sooner than I wanted it to. Well, hang on. I want to pause there for a second because I got to get our audience caught up on this too. You mean to tell me you knew at some point a piece of your tooth was going to fall off? No, 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 no. I knew I was going to have to get it. It was the inevitable. You knew this was going to happen. You're like, and sorry, you can bleep that. That's terrible, Justin. (laughs) I'm sorry. But what did your dentist say? Okay, so you went to your dentist today. You finally got in after 17 weeks. What happened? So I went in, oh, a couple weeks ago, actually, and got it all numbed up. At least I didn't have to get a root canal. I had to do a root canal. Like, I'm a big wuss when it comes to that. I don't like needles. I'm like, okay, you've got something to say, of course. Uh 
Of course. I feel like I'm Kim now. I feel like I've got all the questions. So you mean to tell me you went in to get the crown. When did the piece of tooth fall off before or after this? Before this. That's why I went in to get a crown. And to do it, you have to do it in a couple different stages. So I went in there and they grind it all down and had to put a temporary crown. My gosh, Justin. Were you in the room when your your wife gave birth to your children? Yeah, I, I actually looked over. So she had a C-section each time. I looked over and watched the entire thing I, every I, time. I don't know if I believe that. I think you were like on the ground. No, I, everyone was blown away. Like I, I didn't grimace or anything. That to me is fascinating. But just the, I think because I can't relate, I can't give birth. So like it, it doesn't, it's not like freaky to me. But if I had someone grinding my teeth down, that would freak me out. I don't like that type of stuff either. But I was all super numbed and they put a temporary in and then ordered the actual crown. So I went in today and my husband made fun of me because they did a gold crown because they said it's more durable and it'll last longer. You've got bling in your mouth now? My husband's like, all right, Nellie, how's it going? Hang on. So is it, are you done now? Well, high five to you, by the way. I don't accept that high five (laughs) because you're being, you're being like a sissy girl right now. Hang on, Kim, again, a piece of your tooth fell off. You had to get a crown. I don't feel like I'm the sissy here. I think I'm the one that's being rational. And you're more like, well, you know, there's spare parts. Although you don't have spare teeth. That's why you go to the dentist. They can fix it. But again, don't I think so you dramatic. went to a bad dentist because if I, if oh, I told no. my dentist I had a hole in my tooth and they were like, it's okay. Hey, at some point you need to get it fixed. But right now, don't worry about it. You have oh, a hole no, in your tooth. No, no, no. I didn't have a hole in my tooth at that time. Like making a bigger deal out of no, it no, no. than what it is isn't. No, 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 pause. You pause. I already had a snaggle tooth that needed fixed eventually, but there it was there wasn't a hole in my tooth. Just real quick, I no. want to make sure I'm tracking no. everything here because I thought originally you came down from Wyoming, you noticed that your tooth was bothering you, and I thought you said you had a hole in your tooth. No, I had a filling that fell out. Okay, see, you did have a hole in your tooth then. Well, it was when I went to the dentist here, there was no decay. They're like, this is fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But it, with the filling coming out, and then, of course, with this, <laughs> the piece of the tooth that came off, then. <laughs> I, I am punch drunk with this. I can't handle it. I just can't. Because the, you realize all these things to me are like massive red flags. I want to see how far no, I can take this. I, I, I wasn't even setting up for that. I just honestly, I didn't want to pay for it. I waited until I absolutely had to get it done. I, I need to ask you offline because I definitely don't want to go to your dentist. If I, you go the I'm same waiting. one, I'm switching. No, but Kim, I, first of all, I'm just glad you got it fixed. So let me tell you about my pain so we can get off you because but I- Pause. Okay. It never hurt ever. My, my pain tolerance is extremely high, but if it was a tooth pain, that's a different type of pain. I would have gotten it fixed immediately. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Again, different strokes, different folks. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. So my story, I was in, I have to ask mom, I don't remember if I was in North Dakota or South Dakota. We were at some monument and I'm five years old and I'm running to a drinking fountain and I turn around to look at my parents and then I turn back. And as I turn around, I run into a cement block and all of my front teeth go shooting through my gums out through my lip. So all of my front teeth now are all (sighs) shooting out through my, like they're just you want to talk about a snaggle tooth. So I went to this dentist, like emergency dentist there in the middle of nowhere, whatever. They numbed it. They pulled all my teeth. So I, I mean, I didn't have teeth for a while there. As they grew in, my left bicuspid at the top here, canine, I think, or whatever it is, came in and it was chiseled because the as it went through the bone, it literally shattered the tooth. So wow, yeah. So they had to, when I was 
I waited a long time, probably in my 20s, whatever. I had to get a crown for that one because, or a root canal, because the tooth was going to die. It was already shattered, basically. Well, then tell me this, because I want to switch back here, but I got to hear one part that we missed on your story was your husband's response was what? Because this is amazing to me. This is, you don't get more Wyoming than this. And I've never been to Wyoming, but I can tell you right now, this is what I picture a Wyoming person saying. Please continue. I told him because he knew eventually that tooth was going to have to get fixed. And he knew I was in no no hurry to do it. So whenever it came out and I uh, said, I'm going to have to get my tooth fixed. And he goes, why? And I said, because I'm holding a chunk of it in my hand. And he laughed. Oh my gosh. He thought that was so funny. He laughed at me. And actually, he was the one all over me to call the dentist. He kept, have you, have you called the dentist? I'm like, no, but I will. All right, I'm not going to take up any more of the time on this, but Kim, you're not you're not selling the case on this at all. In fact, I'm so concerned about your health now, just as a whole. All right, so I'll tell you one more story, then we'll go back to you on this one. So one of my favorites. No, I don't. I don't want to talk about me anymore. Everyone knows I'm a big surfer. And so one time my brother and I were out surfing in California. We were surfing in this place called Seal Beach and it was a perfect day. And we had just gotten these brand new boards. We go out to surf. We had caught like five, six beautiful waves. And all of a sudden we catch this wave, we're riding it in together, going like this. And all of a sudden my brother just wipes out and his board goes flying in the air. It goes the comes crashing over him and he's way off in the distance. And I'm like still going and I'm paddling and I finally see him out there and he's slumped over his board like this. And I'm like, Steve, he's like, I'm like, Steve, I'm like, oh crap, the kid really hurt himself. So I'm paddling over to him. And as I get over to him, he has this hematoma on his head where the, the fin of the board hit him so hard, it cracked the skin and it ruptured. And he had this hematoma and every heartbeat kept growing. And I'm not exaggerating. It was at least an inch protruding from his head and probably three or four inches long. And with every heartbeat, it got darker and darker. And he's sitting there. He's like, I think I'm really hurt. I'm like, dude, he's like, he feels his head. He's like, oh, this can't be good. I'm like, yeah. Anyways, this is how bad of a brother I am. Did I take him to the doctor? No. Did we do anything? No. I went out and surfed another two hours while he sat on the beach, passed out. He could have died from a concussion. (laughs) To this day, he is so mad at me for this. So mad. I'm like, dude, you had to get my car keys. You could have gone. You're like a terrible person. Kim, what else have you done that we may not have oh. heard before or someone in your family has done? Because you've got kids. There's got to be some sort of injury that you were like so, so terrified of. And yet they survive and they're totally fine. None? I got to think about it. I mean, TJ got injured in a doctor's office before. Like there was a toy and he donked his head like right here in between his eyebrows. And they rushed him back and gave him stitches and took that toy away immediately. Hang on. Again, I'm not sure these doctors you're going to are very good. Oh, no. My mom was, my mom went with one of my best friends who she had cancer. My mom was going with her and she was, she kept TJ for me when he was little. Why? while we worked so uh, she had tj see don't rush to conclusions she was by herself and all of a sudden this poor kid how old was he uh t he was oh my gosh he was probably three and that's going to be terrifying as a babysitter to be in the doctor's office and all of a sudden you look over and you see this kid that you're supposed to be taking care of and uh, i mean has anyone's ever cut their face it bleeds profusely like it's not like even a small cut it's not like a drip it's like cascading blood yes Oh my God. Which, so what happened? But she raised three kids. She was calm about it as you okay. should be. I mean, 
I don't think you would be. You would be like the opposite. Actually, no. When crisis is like that, I'm actually so caught. Like, I really am. Like, those kind of things I'm really good at. I freak out over the, you didn't put your dishes away? Like, come on. Injuries. I sometimes laugh because they're so funny. Like one time my son was outside and we had a swing set back uh, probably three, four years ago. Okay. And my oldest son was out and they did this thing where they would climb across the monkey bars together. And then they jump on this, like we had a rope swing thing that swung around. Uh So he's trying to jump to this thing and Bailey's getting off of it. And it randomly, this is like one of those one in a trouble a billion shot this ever happened it flings off like she drops it and it flings forward as he looks over it hits him right in the mouth and just starts spewing blood everywhere and kelly's out of town this is like day one of like a six-day trip and i'm like oh great now she's never gonna leave me alone with the kids ever he's like five bailey's three i just looked at it he stopped bleeding i made him swish around some salt water he was fine woke up the next day just gigantic like goose lips i mean just (laughs) huge goose lips so it was his lips that were he didn't knock any teeth or anything out he didn't knock any teeth it looked like it hit him in the lip but it the gums bled you know what i'm saying so it was like so the next day we're facetiming i didn't call kelly that night and she we're talking to her and and she's like can i talk to seth i'm like i don't i don't think seth is around and all of a sudden you hear mom and i'm like oh dang it he comes running over and kelly's face was like what happened I'm like, and the best part was the first thing out of his mouth was Bailey. Kelly to this day is still just, you know, traumatized. Abigail has been taken by ambulance to Texas Children's Hospital before because of peanut allergy. Okay, that's never funny. That's terrifying. Yeah. Nope. She ate ate something. I don't know. They didn't have it labeled saying this could contain peanuts and tree nuts. And so whenever she ate it, I mean, she reacted immediately. She was scratching and pulling at her ears and at her eyes and trying to clear her throat. By the time we made it two aisles towards the front, it was, we got to call an ambulance. So... I got to jump in the ambulance with her and actually they told us just to give her some Benadryl and she would be fine. No, no. By the time we made it to the hospital, she puked all over in the ambulance. Just real quick. Did the EMT say don't just give him Benadryl? It was the EMT. Yes. Which we were like, what? And then when we made it to the hospital, they're like, no, because she had multiple organ things going together. She puked. She was pulling out her ears. She was trying to clear her throat, like scratching her throat. And because of that, she should have gotten her EpiPen like immediately. I think it's eight hours under observation after you get an EpiPen with the epinephrine. And then her asthma picked up when we were getting ready to go and she needed a nebulizer. So then they had to keep us longer. I think, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but my oldest son, we had no idea he was allergic to anything, right? So one time I'm picking him up at school. He's at daycare. He was like, dad, I'm hungry. And maybe three-ish, something like that. And I toss him up, I think it was uh, cashew blueberry or something like that. Starts eating it. And I'm not kidding. 30 seconds later, he's like, yeah, I don't feel so good. And I'm like, what? And he starts projectile vomiting all over my car. And I'm like, holy crap. So I get him home. I knew he was having an allergic reaction, but I didn't know to what. So anyways, we start bathing him. He turns purple. I run him over. We were maybe five minutes from the emergency room. Take him in. Same thing. Afterwards, it was just so funny. I'm sure Abigail was the same way. He's like, dad, let's go home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like all traumatized. He's like, I feel great now. I feel great. Why do we have to stay? We didn't have to stay eight hours. We had to stay, I think, 45 minutes under observation. Another hour, they gave him like water and ice and stuff like that just to make sure everything was going well because he didn't have any organ, nothing like that. It was just, you know, all upper respiratory. It is crazy. If you've never seen an an EpiPen work, I mean, it is like a miracle. It is like a second. It's not like one of those things you're like, and you're like, dude, dude, it's like, 
Ah, like, I mean, it is yeah, like, it really holy is. Holy cow, it's fast. I think we'll end on one more funny story. I'll try to end on, on a humorous one here. So this is this is Justin in college. So my very first week, I went to, I started out at University of San Diego. That's where I started at school. I went there because the ratio of male to female is seven to three back then. I'm walking across campus with a bunch of guys, and all of a sudden, I'm staring at a couple of girls that are going the other way, and I'm on my, next thing you know, I'm on my. Absolutely. My knee is just like killing me. I mean, it's protruding blood. You can see the bone and I'm on the ground. Like I'm on the ground and I'm, I pop back up like nothing happened. Right. So <laughs> these guys, I don't know anyone. I'm just meeting these guys. Right. They're like, dude, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm trying to play it off. Like everything's fine. Right. So like, I've never seen anyone do that. And the girls across the way are totally laughing. What happened was there was a fire hydrant. I didn't see. And I just was walking full bore into it and hit the, the part that sticks out the knob. And I just flipped <laughs> over it. <laughs> I walked back to my dorm room and I just remember bursting into tears and just like, oh God, and my legs swelled. I didn't go to a doctor and do anything. I'm sure I fractured it somehow. You can see the bone. I probably needed stitches. I got a wicked scar from it now. So that was one dumb thing. And I guess the final thing, this is since we're talking about legs for a second here, I was on a cruise with my family when I was in college and we went to somewhere in Guatemala and we went to this Mayan pyramid thing. And my brother and I are very competitive. Decided to race up this Mayan temple. And for those that have never been to a temple like that, it's maybe a few inches out and it's steep as like, I mean, probably like, if you can go 90, it's probably 85 degrees. They just go straight up. We're running up it. And all of a sudden I slip down the side and go whoosh and take the whole front of my, of my calf off. I mean, the whole front of my shin, sorry, in the middle of freaking Guatemala. So I'm like, oh God, I played off like it's no big deal. My mom and my dad are like, oh my God. And my brother's like, oh, you know, everyone's vomiting. I'm like, be fine. So we get back to the boat. I clean it off. And my dad's like, you need stitches. I'm like, I don't need stitches. I'm going to be fine. And meanwhile, my dad's a doctor. I'm not paying any attention to him, right? I'm like, I'll be fine. I put a Band-Aid on it. We make it back to the States. I start pouring alcohol. I clean it, all this kind of stuff. And one day, and I'm like, Steve, my leg is really, really hurting me. Can you take a look at it? He's in medical school, right? At this point in time, he looks at it and goes, oh my God, we have to perform emergency surgery right now in right here in your living room because it's necrotic and it had started turning gangrene. It was so infected. So he literally in my living room, okay, basic tools you have in the house, he had to basically clean it full open, take all the dead tissue out, sew everything up in my living room. Okay, wait. So your dad was a doctor, is a doctor, and this kid was in medical school. And you didn't believe your dad. Interesting. Okay. We have a So you've had that coming. I will tell you, Justin, I have never had stitches. Oh man, I have so many. I have never well, mine is having two C sections, but that doesn't count. Oh, yes, I have it never does. I have never broken a bone. I have never fractured anything. Uh, I've never sprained an ankle. Uh, I'm I'm speechless because I know in yeah. my lifetime I've broken 17 bones, fractured 12. I've sprained, I don't know how many times, so many things. In fact, one of the most painful injuries I ever got, I was trying out for the uh, pre-races for the Olympics in like 92 or 93, something like that. So most races, for those that don't know, are done in yards in the United States, not meters, but all everything Olympic is in meters. So I was training at a, at a meter pool, but I never paid attention at all right? It just never occurred to me. So I had my stroke count wrong. So I kept going and I flipped over. And as I came over, my feet were actually too close. And there's a, there's the gutter that goes around on some pools where it's like on the inside, it doesn't go over, but it's like on the inside. And my foot got caught in there and ripped the tendons off the top of my foot. And I'm sitting there and I'm ready to launch and I push my foot and I launch out of there. And I completed, by the way, I finished swimming and I get down there and the adrenaline was so high. I'm like, I am in so much pain and it finally starts wearing off. 
and I'm standing in the pool going like, yes. And I just, I can't stand anymore. And I start sinking and I'm like, oh God, I'm in so much pain. They take me out. It's instantaneously black and blue on my top of my feet. Like, I mean, weirdly enough, I didn't have to get surgery. They were still lightly tethered together. So basically I wasn't allowed to swim for, I think almost a year, if I remember right. I still laugh about it now, but it was a very tragic injury. And it was my mom to this day. So it was one of the most gross things she ever saw. Cause she's like, I'm going like, this is a victory. And I'm in the water. I'm high-fiving everyone. And all of a sudden I'm just like, I just start sinking in the water and I can't stand because I have nothing to stand on, right? <laughs> like the adrenaline's wearing right. off and I just keep keeling over. And I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to drown because I can't, your feet are flopping. And so they get me out of the water and it just flops in the deck. And my mom's like, oh, <laughs> You know, she's like, oh my God, your foot just flopped. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then it all sinks in. And, you know, you're just, oh, I think we talked about enough injuries today. Was this fun? I think you had way more than me. I'm not even, I'm not even probably halfway through. Thank you, Kim. This was a great episode. And I want to say thank you for that story because I, I have such a giggle today. I cannot control myself. So thank you. See, that's got to be it. That's probably like the worst thing that's really ever happened to me. You know, apart from like all my MS and stuff. But other than that, I don't. I mean, my husband's got the stories that he's got from broken bones and when he was a skateboarder. And I mean, it is, it's pretty crazy. Or even recently, whenever him and TJ thought he could take Ted down and pin him to the ground, which didn't happen. But in the end, he ended up breaking a couple ribs or fry. I don't know what he did, but it was, oh my gosh, he's been in so much pain, but he's finally better now. I've broken my ribs and twice. And I will tell you. It's so it's the most painful thing on earth. Yes. That's what he says too. And even with that, he still couldn't take him down. That's adrenaline and stubbornness, which is awesome. Now, I will I tell you real quick, when he recovers, because he's what, like four or five weeks into this thing, he'll start developing a cough afterwards. It's the weirdest thing. Like he'll say a word to be like, Kim, no, have to cough. It's, it's so painful. And it's the dumbest healing. They don't ever tell you this thing, but like when you break a rib, it's incredibly painful. And you're in, everything hurts, right? But then as you recover and you start feeling better, you develop a cough. Every time it's like a dry cough and you can't really talk. It is the weirdest, oh, this stupidest thing. This isn't the first rib he has broken. Okay, so you guys are used to it. Multiple occasions. No, he did this whenever he was skateboarding and snowboarding. And yeah, like you should hear his stories. They're crazy. We're going to have him on. So Kim, thank you for another great episode. No, thank you, Justin. And that concludes today's episode of The Fitness Manifesto. I know you guys enjoyed it. And Kim, I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is. Yes, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. And stay tuned for the next episode. 